0: We come now, we arrive now at the second act of the Passion of Jesus according to Mark's Gospel from chapter 14 verse 53 to 15 verse 20. So Jesus is under arrest from 53 and then begins the so-called religious trial of Jesus before the religious authorities and it highlights the theology, the Christology of Mark's Jesus comes forward through the various questions placed before him but also there's the trial of Peter who denies Jesus and towards the end of that scene and the end of chapter 14 he breaks down and weeps then the second trial the civic trial the political trial before Pilate the key theme that keeps coming through is Jesus as king of the language I use king of the Judean yuda-oi. and then uh It concludes with a mock investiture. This concludes and prepares us for the act that's about to unfold. The second act now follows all to do with the various trials that occur with Jesus and also with um, the spokesperson for the 12 Peter. So 53 chapter 14, 53, they lead Jesus to the high priest. So we move now from outside to inside and um, the chief priests, the elders and the scribes assembled. So this is the religious establishment of Jerusalem now around Jesus. And we notice how Peter follows Jesus at a distance in verse 54, but follows him at a distance. If the language of following is the language of discipleship. Now we notice the following is following at a distance. This intimacy that Peter professes with Jesus is starting to come undone. He goes right into the courtyard courtyard of the high priest and sits with the guards, warming himself at the fire. It's a it's a, it's a very powerful little image that Mark uses to demonstrate that Peter's allegiance is slowly changing changing from Jesus following him at a distance to those who have taken Jesus under arrest sitting with the guards and warming himself with a fire Now we move in 55 to the the religious trial that Jesus undertakes uh, about what he says about the temple, and um, even the accusation uh, to all this, the high priest says in verse sixty, "Have you no answer to make that you'll destroy the temple and build it in three days, and so on?" Um, and sixty-one, Jesus is silent. So again, the high priest asks him, and now comes the language of theology, the 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 images. The, the the language that Mark has used to portray who Jesus is and it's ironically attested by the by the highest religious figure in the land. Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? The listener knows that Jesus is the anointed one, the Christ, reminded by the the act of the the unnamed woman. Uh, and Jesus says, I am these these words are the words of really the words of God uh, and then comes the addition you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven so using words or images taken out of Daniel 7 reminding uh, and the listener is reminded of the transfiguration scene Jesus is not only the Christ and the Blessed One but is also the son of man in the Daniel imagery. Verse 63, then the high priest tears his garments, indicating that they don't need any witnesses, that Jesus has spoken blasphemy. And what's the decision? Well, the decision is um, that he, he deserves death. So the religious trial comes to its completion in verse 65, as those there, uh, those present spit on Jesus, cover his face and strike him saying to him prophesy and the guards rained uh, blows on him as well so he's not only the blessed one and the uh, anointed one and the son of man but he's also the prophet so with that then we move the scene mark moves the focus from what's happening to jesus to now what's happening to peter because now peter undertakes a religious trial just as Jesus has. Unlike Jesus, Peter fails it. So uh, we pick up uh, Peter warming himself with the guards in verse 67. And the question is asked of him, you all also were with the Nazarene, Jesus. So he's, uh, he's questioned about his relationship to Jesus. His uh, being with Jesus, being uh, close to Jesus. Peter denies in verse 68 that he understands the very question. He's been caught out, tries to deny the very question. In fact, his physical action, he goes out into the gateway uh, where he he is, indicates this slow distancing himself from the very accusation being leveled against him. It's here in 69 that a maid sees him and began uh, to say to those around, this man is one So now the accusation is not only being with Jesus, but now being one of the companions of Jesus, with the community of Jesus' disciples. Peter denies this. After a little while, other bystanders say to Peter, certainly you're one of them, for you're a Galilean. So he's now not only identified as a member of the community of disciples, but even his geography, uh, even his geography identifies him. And in 71, he invokes a curse and swears, I don't know the one, the man of whom you are speaking. So he he actually finally responds to the very first accusation. He denies his own intimacy with Jesus. And then Peter remembers, he remembers what Jesus had said to him earlier before the cock crows twice, you will deny me three times. And then Mark says he broke down and wept. There is this remorse that's finally penetrated the heart of Simon. He recognizes his wrongdoing, his denial of Jesus. Well, well, with that, we move to chapter 15. We come to mourning as the Mark continues with the, uh, uh, the movement, the movement of time, slowing it down and um, 15 1 there's this consultation with the religious authorities who then having judged Jesus they bound him and take him to Pilate and, and, and then takes place from 15 verse 2 and following the key theme that Mark explores through this civic, uh, civic or civil trial by the Roman authority under Pilate and it's about his kingship. Is he king of the Judeans? Jesus says, you've said so. And he's accused by the chief priests. In four, uh, verse 4, Pilate asks him to respond. And um, verse 5, Jesus makes no answer. So, so Pilate says, um, Mark wonders. Thormatzain. There's this sense behind that word that there's a religious mystery, a theological mystery that Pilate is dealing with, and it's not clear to him what all this means. So perhaps it's on that that he seeks to release Jesus and uh, uh, wants to release uh, the customary prisoner uh, Barabbas, Barabbas, the the son of the father um, and asks. To the crowd, you want me to release the king? Uh, and the it's out of envy the chief priest delivered him up. The chief priests then stir up the crowd. Pilate again insists, What shall I do with the one whom you call King of the Judeans? They cry out, crucify him. So Pilate then releases to, in order to satisfy the crowd, says Mark releases Barabbas and then has Jesus scourged and delivered up to be crucified as uh, as the as Pilate's uh, act of scourging continues on and the soldiers gather around Jesus, the whole battalion says Mark they have this ironic investiture they crown Jesus they uh, hail him as king they strike his uh, head with a reed, they spit upon him, they do homage. They strip him of his clothes and then they uh, put a purple cloak around him. With this mock investiture comes the conclusion of act two and prepares us now for the third act of Mark's passion drama. And in this third act, we see the death of Jesus, His his uh, crucifixion, his death, and his burial. And that prepares us for the final scene of the Gospel, the fourth act in the resurrection of Jesus.